chapter 5 from the book, The Doctrine Concerning the New Testament Ministry, Part 2. Chapter 5, The Five Offices of the New Testament Church, page 133. Consecrating the proceeds possibly with a view to joining the disciples had just been smitten dead. Further, it was not the general assembly that chose the seven, it was the disciples. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, Brethren, look, ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. The disciples were asked to recommend seven men based on their character and testimony. The thousands of new believers could not have helped in that selection, for they did not have a long-term acquaintance with those men to be able to judge their character. On the other hand, most of the disciples had moved together quite closely over a period of months and even years. Only they could have known which of the disciples would meet such qualifications. Some commenters, some commentators view the book of Acts as showing the life of the early church. However, reading the book of Acts with that view presents a number of problems. A clearer picture emerges when the book is read as, a primarily, as primarily the account of the activities of the disciples. The book is usually entitled The Acts of the Apostles. A much clearer and more detailed understanding of the New Testament church is seen in the epistles of the New Testament than in the book of Acts. The major emphasis of the book of Acts concerns the life and ministry of the disciples, in fact, just a few of them. That was the group which had been distinctly formed by Jesus during page 134, his earthly ministry, the company of those who had forsaken everything and held all things in common. It must be remembered that Jesus did not establish a church during his earthly ministry. His ministry was itinerant, traveling ministry, not conducive to establishing churches. Neither did he leave disciples behind in various places to pastor churches. They continued with him as he went about preaching and sometimes he sent them out on evangelistic trips. Although many of Christ's teachings were for the church, he referred to the church as being yet in the future. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. The church was born on the day of Pentecost, for the church is the body of Christ by virtue of the indwelling Holy Spirit, which came on that day. Even though 3,000 souls were saved and baptized on the day of Pentecost, the church could not have been formed and could not have functioned as a meaningful body in such a short space of a few days. Those 3,000 souls and thousands more in the following days, in following days could not have sold everything and have been assimilated harmoniously into the smaller group of 120 disciples in such a short period of time. It is better to understand that most of the statements made by the writer of the book of Acts are written about the disciples primarily. 
In the book of Acts, the emerging church is seen only briefly as it is gathered around the disciples, page 135, and their activities. The distinction between the group of the disciples and the larger body of the church can be seen in various passages. Sometimes the apostles call the group of disciples together. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them, Acts chapter 6, verse 2. On other occasions, they called the whole church together. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, and there they abode long time with the disciples, Acts chapter 14, verses 27 and 28. Notice that after the meeting with the churches, with the church, with the whole church, the apostles recited with the disciples. That is the normal way disciples live. They gather together with the whole, with the church. But when the believers return to their homes, the disciples abide with the other disciples, those with similar consecration who have sold their houses and possessions and hold all things in common, those who have no certain dwelling place of their own. The Gospels also distinguish between the disciples and the crowds of believers, which gathered around Jesus. At times, Jesus called the disciples apart and instructed them separately. At other times, Jesus taught the disciples and the peoples all together, and the people all together. Some of his teachings are specifically for his disciples. Others are for all believers. In the epistles also, some teachings are especially for or are about ministers. Others are for the whole church. Some hold that the term disciple applies only to the 12 apostles. That is not so. The apostles were all disciples, but all disciples were not necessarily. End of recording. Amen. Amen.